welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. Well, welcome back, Dan and Wayne. It's been a busy fortnight, hasn't it? Very busy. Good to be back. And um, thank God pre-season's finished. That's it. We're so close to the real stuff now. It's mm. very exciting. Well, the show today is going to be titled The Footy is Back and So is Willie. But before we get into the game against Frio and talk about the biggest story so far this year in Willie Rioli, I just want to say thank you to Chris Pepper from the Lace Out Footy podcast. I did a show with him doing an Eagles fan perspective of the year ahead. Um, so thanks very much for that. If you haven't had a listen, guys, Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and type in Lace Out and you can have a listen. And if we get a bit of time, guys, I'm going to do a few little quick fire rapid answer question things for you. Uh, did you guys have a listen to it? No. Sorry. No, I've been Bloody so hell. busy. With, no, I'm joking. Jesus no, I'm joking. Christ. Okay, it was actually very good. It's great to hear Chris. He's uh, quite unbiased to yeah. about footy, and I, I like that. Demon supporter, but he knows his stuff. So um, we had a good talk on and off uh a camera as it was because we did it by a zoom but yeah, it was it was pretty good and uh we'll probably do a few of them uh this year we might do a cross promotion with them guys over in victoria hmm. probably when uh, melbourne play the eagles and we'll see how it goes from there we'll do that on zoom all right now before i get your opinions i'm r- briefly going to run through all the events that unfolded with willie now that the dust has settled he was suspended for two years, which was backdated to the time already served on the provisional suspension, which was August the 20th. So he was penalised for free breaches of the anti-doping code, use of a prohibited method by Mr. Rioli, namely urine substitution during the course of doping control sample collection on 20th of August 2019. And then he was done again for the same thing on the 5th of September. The only difference was there was a presence of a metabolite of prohibited substance which was cannabis, which was collected. Um, I thought he got off very lightly, to be honest. I agree. Too, I mean, you know, to do it, do it once, and then virtually a month later, do it twice. Two weeks. Two weeks later, where yep. it was, doing it twice. I think I think he was very lucky. But look, I'm just glad he's got off, and I hope he's learned a lesson. I know some people will have different views than us three have, but. I'm, I'm glad because he, look, at the end of the day, didn't commit murder or anything. He just no. he did something stupid, and and we just hope he's learnt, and I think time to move on. His saving grace was the fact he didn't have a performance answer. Mm. If he had any form of performance answer, even from an Eagles supporter, oh, yeah. four years straight away, could mm. you tamper for that? This was an act of stupidity. I think two years for me, though, that's where I'm happy. Two years is like... Happy meeting, yeah. Once you've gone over that, probably two and a half wouldn't be as bad because you'd still be back by the end of next... Uh, beginning of next season. But I just sit there and think, what's this... And let's be honest, this is a good sentence. He's walked away a very lucky man. Hmm. Um, and I'm like, are they covering their ass a little bit here? Well, because he can't... If he tried to dispute it, which you'd be silly to do, <clears throat> that would probably take longer than when he can actually return. Yep. Also, the way that things they were saying about it is like, if he's done this twice, there's been negligence on the SAR. It's not SAR, but SAR's part. So are they like, we've also made mistakes here. We didn't follow proper protocols. We don't want this to go to the courts or in there because the whole thing would be thrown out. We'll give him to him. No, he won't dispute it, won't fight it. He'll accept that. Because to me, it's just once all the info came out, it's like, it's funny you didn't come down harder on Willie. Well, I don't know if you guys 
not last night, the night before on the ABC, they had a thing on Asada and the swimmer, uh, Shelly Jack, I think her name is. Yeah, uh, yeah. She got done for the same thing, yeah. similar thing to um, Willie. And if it wasn't for the new guy that heads up Sports Integrity Australia, which is formerly Asada, I reckon Willie would have got the four years because he has found. Um, different procedures or protocols haven't been adhered to on a lot of drug testing. Uh, with the girl, it's totally different. She was tested for some steroid, but it was picked up from either the pool or they tested, um, what do you call it, the stuff, your, your powder, your yep. supplements. Energy. They'd do a one scoop of powder and it would test positive to some banned substance. They'd do another scoop from the same tin, nothing. Hmm. Now, this is where... You come down to your urine substitution with Willie. No, no one is actually saying how or what the substitution was. Everyone thinks it's Gatorade or whatever or this. That could come down to spit. Um, on this show, this guy, he, he's gone through it and he's an American and he's come through it and he's just, he's rewriting the whole codes because he said Asada and Wada didn't match up. And the testing is not good enough. Um, you look at the tribunal um, statement, and I'll quickly put in a little bit of it. Further, the tribunal found that the substantial delays in the hearing process or other aspects of doping control were not attributable to Mr. Rioli. So that means something's gone on in the testing. Yeah. So is that the chaperone didn't do it right? Did they handle it wrong? These are all things that we're never going to know. The only people that know are Rioli, his legal team, and the AFL. Legals don't even know. That, but that's kind of what I'm getting at. I think this was handled poorly, and they know that. Yep. That swimmer you touched on, that case was thrown out or reduced. Yeah, down so to two years. Everyone is fine. Um, what's is it? Tan. The we've talked about a lot because he actually assaulted him, yep. smashed his vials with the hammer, and he had all sorts. He fought it, and he's got a downgrade too. Did you know that? Yeah, great. but he was water. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, a lot of these sports people actually now find find the smallest loophole or the smallest mm. detail, yeah. and that's enough to get them yeah. like cut out. And the fact he didn't have a performance in Hadsar, and that we like even people that aren't Eagles supporters think. This is, should never have happened. Um, yeah, so they're, they're basically worried that, like, he'll fight it and make him look bad. They've had enough incidents overturned. Um, they don't really want it to come to light how they've been negligent because then other codes might say, well, we're done with you if you can't do the job we're hiring you to do properly. Mm. Why do we have you? And I, I think um, from a, people, a couple of people I know that, sort of connected in different circles the AFL are looking at an independent body to do it from next year I think they've still got a contract in place with Sports Integrity Australia so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out just on uh, Willie he's allowed to come back to training on the 20th of June that's right now I thought he was allowed to train all the time because he's come back a couple of times but he didn't really train apparently so that was a bit unclear. So June the 20th, he can play his first game on August the 20th. And I think Eagles, that's round 23. But we're on the Sunday. So I don't. I think he can either play the last round or he plays the last round of the waffle, which would be against Claremont. Which would you do? Bring him straight into well, the Eagles team? Straight in. Um, personally... Depending that's if he's fit or not. Listening to what they said, um, I've heard him and Simmer say, they love his X Factor. 
what he brings to the mm. team, they're dying to get him. So I reckon he'll be straight in. He'll have a mini pre-season June. I was actually like you. I didn't realise he couldn't even train with the squad. Mm. I thought... I didn't realise that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I earlier than I thought too, and that was another tick in Willie's favour where they've done it from before it was even released that it, there had been an offence. See, when he got suspended, technically it was... Second week of finals. Yeah. It was a game against Geelong. No, he got tested against Essendon. Yeah. And then he, that was the last game he played. Yeah, but that was when he got done for the cannabis. He'd already done a false, yeah. uh, a negative test. Two weeks before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the suspension wasn't from when he actually stopped playing. Yeah. So it was only a small thing, but when you come to the pointy end of the year, having one game of footy before finals is vastly different to coming in. Let's say we made top four win our first week, then coming in and playing your first game in the prelim. To me, that's vastly different. And again, a little tick. So it's like, are you trying to appease? This is what I'm saying. And All these thoughts so come in your head. My question there was, the first test was two weeks before the finals. How come he was allowed to play those two games? Yeah, if there was a if a tampering, what? And this is where the protocols are all all wrong. And but Eagles fans will probably understand it and have a listen to you. Proper football fans will probably sit there and be a bit sympathetic. Fremantle fans will call him a drug cheat regardless. Yeah. Um, I know too many that they're blind and fuckwits. Sorry, but they are. Um, at the end of the day, we don't condone what he's done. I think it was the stupidest thing anyone can do, but he's done it. He's got his, got his whack. And I just hope when he comes back, he can pay back in... Payback in ten. It'll be interesting because back I know done. they've sent him a training program. Now he looks good. <clears throat> yeah, but it, it just my big thing is, and I, I know you guys are saying bring him straight in. I, I personally wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he played on next year. To be honest, because Ooh, there's a big difference. Finals. Let me tell you now. There's a there is a big difference to running laps and doing run throughs and, and doing having a kick with the boys. Uh, doing that training, then coming, they're going to put him through a two-month pre-season program. There is a massive difference to not having proper football conditioning than doing what he's been doing. Yeah, and I'll be very, very surprised. Fair enough. If they play him that first game. Fair enough. Very but surprised. if he was just put in there for forward pocket, you're not going to have a forward pocket. You're going to play two and a half, three quarters of the game. I'd, I'd be risking it. I, I, I actually can't imagine, agree just with what said, but I'm based mine on mm, yeah. uh, Simo on your couch was addressed the question, and he says, you don't get many generational players like Willie and bring him in. The CEO, but he's not obviously on the selection panel. He said they'll bring him in. So it's more from what I'm hearing from inside the club. As soon mm. as he's available, I think they're bringing him in. Well, this might be the stat that decides that, Dan, and I don't know if you read it. <laughs> But Willie has played 38 games since debut in 2018 with 76% winning ratio, the best of any 20-plus game player in West Coast history. It's very good. And so, that's got you out, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, I've acted faintly surprised because I've read that before. <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised when I heard that, and I went, oh, I've got to write down and see if Dan knows it. But see, it was his, really the premiership year, wasn't it? And we didn't drop many games that year um, because his first year was about fitness, played in the world, for, and then he did get injured too, I believe. Um, mm. So he didn't play his second year. And I just... We'll touch on all our young players, obviously, with these pre-season mm. games, but he's only 25 years of age. Mm. So yeah. now we know we're getting him back. Suddenly, our 25 and under players, it's put a bit of a smile on your face. Well, I'm just salivating 
I can't remember who he, he Parker. Steve Parker. I'm salivating at the thought of Liam Ryan and Rioli back together on a football field. Yeah. Um, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, I can't wait. But look, that's enough on Willie Rioli. I think he's probably needs to go back into the shadows now and yeah. do what he's got to do. And um, this will all rear its head again when he's getting closer or back training. Uh, I wish him the best, uh, but don't ever do that again. And don't ever, don't have a cone or a, or a spliff no. again, mate. The, I think it all too depends where we are at the at the end of that season. Yeah, well, we might not make finals yet. Let's yeah. Are we? If, we'll get there. Your predictions. If, if we're in seventh or eighth position, I'd say I agree with you. They'll probably bring him straight in. Yeah. If we're sitting one and two, they might say. Let's have his game and waffle because we've got a home final. Yep. And let's get him right for three weeks' time, get a few games in the waffle. I don't know. All right, that's cool. Just great to see him back. Let's get into the injury report. Um, You never know with the injury report with the Eagles because they're never transparent. They're probably sick and tired of me saying that, but one day they will. Yo, Groin, what have you heard lately, boys? What's around? What's the rumours going around? Well, we touched on this already. Wayne said end of the year, and I, I, I kind of agree. If he's not right, don't play him for the first half of the year. Well, I've heard he's round three. Round three, yeah. yeah that's, what they, that's what they've penciled him in as. Like, that's, unless they're doing something unless on the he, side. Unless he has a setback from all the people that I know have bumped into him and nasty little things and all that, round three. Unless he's doing a lot of training on the side, to me, he's... To me, he, I'm only looking at what I see on I TV. I don't think you'll be back before around, uh, before the bye. I, I reckon you'll be halfway through the year, yeah. if you're lucky, because he looks like he's put weight on. He looks like he's carrying weight. Um, I don't know. I, and I, as I say, knowing I've had that injury, I know what it's like. Um, it's it's an extremely painful injury, and it's something it, yeah. does, it lingers and lingers and it lingers. It flares up too. If easy, you don't get rid of it, it'll easy, straight back up. It'll come Cra- straight back. Craig Bozzo, if you're listening to this or anyone that knows him, Please just tell us the truth when you do injury report every week. That's all, all the supporters want to know. Then we can uh, move on. Um, Kennedy, minor calf, he should be ready for round one. He'll play. Um, he should be right. Kelly, he's broken thumb. He probably could have played on the weekend. Um, so he's round one. Langdon, unfortunately, had the big head knock. Uh, he's 12 days. He can't. So that he's, he's eligible to play round one, mm. but I don't think he will. And just on form, I don't think he will. No. Um, so, Waterman, I don't think we'll see him for a while either because uh, nothing's been said much about that. No, well... Not even in the injury if, report. If it's a back injury, you're not doing much no. running. He's in not, fact, you're doing swimming and that's about all. He wasn't even listed on the injury no. report last one I looked at. And from what I've heard, he's done no... I don't think he's a big loss. Oh, he is. He's a massive, massive loss, man. He's just the... I reckon he's the X factor in the forward line. I, I love the way he marks. I love the way he kicks. It's brilliant. Yeah. Callum Jemison, we've already said, he'll probably be all year, which is unfortunately, because it leaves our ruck socks a little bit thin. Jared Cameron. Now, there's different reports going around here. Is it OP or is it a calf or is it a quad? No idea. Yeah. Once again, he's had that for a while. I'm not having a go at the Eagles, but be transparent. Tell I, us what the... I think, he's, I think going he's got OP. He had no preseason season yep. yesterday. He was in the other side. Because as Wayne was just saying, and we're talking about, it flares up. If it's not, it flares up. And it just sounds... Last year, reeked of OP. And then yeah. this year, he's still not right. Well, he had a groin injury like, towards the end of the year. So that's why I'm saying. OP is a groin And it's yeah. an OP, so... And he's carrying a bit of weight. And he's not a big guy. He's no. not, as we know, he's, he needed to put a bit of weight on. But he <laughs> is carrying... He's carrying, looks like, to what I've seen him anyway. Oh, well, let's get into the pre-season game. Just, just oh, quickly, right. 
Bailey Williams didn't play a scratch match, didn't play pre-season. Yeah, but they said he'd be ready round one. Yeah. I heard Simo. What, what, what's wrong with him, though? Oh, what was it? I can't remember. But he said he might not play round one, but he should be ready by then. Yeah. So, Again, round, no I'm, transparency. No one really yeah, well, knows. That, that, that's why I asked you boys the question. Well, no one knows. Know. And you, you look at the HPF, whatever it is, injury report, and it's just, oh, yeah, he's, he's progressing well. Yeah, he's progressing well, but where has he progressed to? How long has he got to go with? We pay big bucks for numbers, we do everything, and we get no transparency. That's all we're asking for. So if anyone's listening to this who's connected to the Eagles, don't take it the wrong way, but just be transparent, it, it, please. It'll never happen. It's, it's <laughs> my game. It's not for the fans, it's for the opposition, yeah. isn't it, really? Well, look, let's uh, get into the final siren. Yep, I'm going to put the intro up. Hope I can find it now. It's the final siren. All right, let's talk about the preseason derby. A 10-point win to the Eagles before a crowd of 20,116 at Optus Stadium. West Coast ran out nine goals, 13-67 to Fremantle. Eight goals, 9-57. Um, yeah, look... Where do we start? Do you want to go through the best players? No, we'll, look, we'll go for the goals. Ryan got three, Alan got two, Darling got two, Jones and Petticelli one, and for Frio, Schultz, Frederick got two, five, Aish, Banfield and Crowden. Um, you guys watch it on TV or go to the ground? I didn't go. I end up, I've watched it since, because I have other commits on that, but I have watched it since, and yeah. Yeah. I, better than the first game. That's it, and um, I watched it on KO. Um, Right for sponsors if you're out there. <laughs> but, um, I, I loved it for the pure aspect. That's exactly what you want for a pre-season hit out. Yep. Not too many injuries minus the concussion to Langdon. You know, Shuey's ankle was fine. He could have came back on. But they said, you know, you're captain. You're not going back on. We need you for our one cherry right. Because I remember... And it was exactly what you wanted. Like, there was ups and downs as players are coming on and off, you know. Got very limited minutes into Nick Nat, But you got minutes into him, didn't you? Yep. And just things like that, you know. I just... um. And the thing I love about the pre-season, and we'll probably go in a bit more depth, is just seeing the kids in their development. And this game was probably the first one in a couple of years where I really felt I've, I've seen that, where O'Neill played. He's and, not mentioned yeah, yeah, he played really well. Have you got the stats? So yep. I won't touch on him too yep. much because we'll talk about more later. You know, True will touch on again with the stats, but the last quarter he was great. You know, it was things like that. And Oscar Allen's just swinging back and forward wherever they need him, he's going. So it was things like that that... You're seeing that development of these kids, you know, and and Witherden, there was a passage of play that was uh, Witherden to Hearn to O'Neill, and you could argue that's our three best kicks in the squad, and uh, that just put a smile on my face. I think it actually resulted in a goal down the track, but it was 30-metre kicks, and suddenly we're on the wing from full back just because it was precise kicks where they didn't even have to move, and it was cherry right between two Freo players because they're all three good kicks. We just moved down the ground so easy and seamlessly. It was great. Yeah, well, I was at the ground. I ended up going there with Big Tom. And, um, yeah, it was it was actually good to be at the ground. I don't usually like, like going to pre-season games, especially when they're against Frio, because um, they always get into a bit of a barney or something with some other supporter or something like that. Um, but it was good. It's a totally different game. You know, the, from my viewpoint, I was watching, I was just sitting there going, I've never, and I'm going to touch on these rules later on, because um, they're in the quick-fire questions, but... Um, just the corridors that you could run through that weren't there last year and it's just so open and it puts pressure on the kicker so mm-hmm. if you're not a good kicker 
you're going to be under a lot of pressure because it's going to be a turnover and it's going to be costly mm. because it's less pressure around the ground on that viewpoint. But if you don't get that kick right, it's that's where it's going to create havoc. And um, I thought the um, kicking from fullback, I watched and I was sitting there going, when is Shannon Hearn just going to run straight up and kick it into the guts? And it did, it did it on the last one of the game. But went straight to a free sport uh, player in the in the guts. But I reckon he's going to use that quite a bit. And from listening to different players on different podcasts, I think that's Eagles, one of the Eagles' weapons, that they're going to clear that zone. Um, it was just interesting watching the game. Like you said, um, there was a lot of... Well, there probably wasn't as many junctures as I wanted to see in the game. We went in pretty good team and so did Frio. And I thought the first quarter was all Frio. And then Eagles took control of the game. Yeah, I think the... But um, we didn't hurt them on the scoreboard. I think you've got to be mindful, you know. You've you virtually only got one game now, pre-season game, to get yourself yeah. a bit of run. So I think they did the right thing playing the majority of the players who they're going to play in that first game. Yeah, and I, I was you funny, Dan, you brought up O'Neill. I was really... Because as you know, I'd say that Simo was absolutely went off his brain at the first game. Yeah, he, he wasn't yeah. pleased with the effort, but Very he would have been happy with that one. But oh, one thing that pleased me in that game, he came on in the second half at Xavier O'Neill and he played really well. And I thought, gee, this kid's really... Because I watched it on the live stream. Yeah. I thought, gee, he's just come on and he's done well. And then it was great. I watched the game and again, I watched him again. His disposal out of the middle... He's he's going to be he's going to take your spot in that middle. I've got so. I've got one critical thing on Xavier Neal, and I don't know if you notice it on TV because I haven't watched gone back and watched the game, but he's not fast. No, he's not. And he, he got he, he got burnt a couple of times, mm. being on the wrong side of the ball, or whatever. But like I said, he was getting the ball, and that's what matters. And as a midfielder, you're there to get the ball. He had at nineteen, I think. 19 touches. 19 touches, and um, he did pretty good. He's and like you said, it was like he, he, he fitted he fitted in there, and it, it didn't look like he was out of place. No. But Matt, Matt Prittis wasn't a fast player. Very slow. The great, yeah. He's still in the history of the greatest tackler in the game. Yeah. And I like this thing I like about O'Neill. Oh, for you guys. So he tell you what, he gets his elbows dirty. He's not afraid to get down there and get in that bottom of that pack. The better, I think that's the way he loves it. Well, you briefly just said his name, and I've been speaking this guy for like six months. Everyone's going to start thinking he's my love child or something. But Zane True, and in one quarter football, hmm. he had the poise of an AFL footballer that's been playing the game for 50 games. Hmm. And his hands, and he's good with his hands, that's what I've been saying. He had six handballs. Or hit the target, and the, I think he had something like 80, no, 91 percent out of his nine positions. So he, he marked up one, yeah. And I think it was a drop mark when Cripps dropped the mark, so that's probably went down as an ineffective kick. Mm. This is the part I love. We're getting into the stats, yeah. <laughs> it is 19 disposals in limited midfield minutes. That's amazing. That was for a nine in a quarter. Mm. I mean, I watched um, Rail play, who everyone loves, you know, from yeah. Suns. And he wasn't as impactful as True was in the last quarter. And that is a huge statement because mm. he set the world on fire last mm. year, Al did. And I'm thinking, if this kid plays all the time, he could be not just a surprise packet for the Eagles, 
he could be like top three Nats rising star. Like, and it's so early to judge that for one quarter of footy, but what you saw was so impressive, and that's what I mean with this hit out. Like, the score's really irrelevant. You want a competition; it's always better than win. But with pre-season games, you really do want to see the young kids. Yeah. And if you can have two, three kids, that you sit back and go, "Wow, that's amazing." Gaff, how we had that. Gaff was his normal. Beast Drummond, yes. 31 touches, 7 score involvements. He missed a couple of goals. And he, he also said after the game, it would have been good to kick those instead of kicking points. Um, but he wasn't alone there. We kicked one goal five in the third quarter yeah. when we had complete domination of the game. Should have put him to bed. And the scoreboard flattered Fremantle because they kicked the last three goals, I think, of the game. And it was all in... Like red time, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, look, like you said... Um, I, thought mid- I thought their midfield worked pretty well. I mean, but I like Doug. In the first quarter, I thought they got run off their feet. I thought I like Doug. But come once up, we got control... But I can see what they're playing Doug. It looks like they're playing, to me, I'm only guessing you might see it differently, but I look like they're playing Duggo sweeping off the back half of the, of the midfield. No, he was, pl- he was lining up on the wing. Hmm. But he was doing that role. He was like... A defensive winger, yeah. like Main Waring used to be. He's sweeping you know, running around. around. He's sweeping around yeah. that back line, getting that left foot. And it's it's funny. Simo actually said something similar that he loves Duggo in the midfield because he's still got a defender's mind frame. Yeah. Where all midfielders they want the glory, they want the yeah. goal, they will they push forward. Where <laughs> he will push back because he's got defensive mind frame. So he will go back and yeah, and you saw that and. Um, and see, he's another one that's young. He's played, has he played 100 games or was 100 games he's 100, this year? 102. He's 102. And he's what, 23, 24 years yeah. old? 24, 25 going this yeah. year. Yeah, so yeah. he's a lot, like, he's very young yeah. still. And it's like, now he's pushing in the midfield. And a lot of people forget that's how Yo started. Yeah. Yo was a backman. And, a couple and of I, thought Nelson, I thought Nelson did pretty good. Yeah. Didn't get enough of the boy. He butchered it a couple of times, but he yeah. takes the game on. I'm I was happy with him and yeah. Rotham's game. Yeah. And Rotham didn't play time. much footy. Uh, I, I did notice one thing when Rotham, when Fife went down there, they got Rotham off the ground straight away. Yeah. And I saw one lead where Fife left him for dead, but if the Frio guy had it on it to him, it would have been an easy goal for him. Yeah. And then they put Oscar back. Mm. Now, and then I hear all these little stories that they might use him down back. Oh, leave Oscar up forward mm. and just leave him there. You've got enough backmen on your list to find somebody to play back. I think he went back too because I think Gov didn't play much in that He didn't play much in that But he played pretty good. Brass was brilliant. He was unbelievable. See, did you hear the commentary? Was that on the live stream? You being live at the game, didn't? Was it on the live stream? Uh, What's that? The commentary, Gerald Healy and Dad Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just they spoke so highly. Mm. Of Oscar Allen, you know, and it's famous. He said, um, Johnny said he'd take him with his first pick. If, yeah, Brad if Johnson. Had, yeah. Him. And Healy said the same thing. He said that any club, any Victoria, he would already be the main man, Oscar mm. Allen. And they loved that. They said keep him for, but they loved the fact how versatile he is, that he's gone in the right way. And he just floats back and he did a few good things back. And yeah. he said he could play anywhere. Um, and then Barras, I felt this was an interesting one because I thought the exact same thing. Barras would be a superstar in the competition if Jerry McGovern wasn't in that side because Jerry McGovern reads the play, floats off and takes the intercept marks. Mm. Barras is told, you go stick to the number one forward, you know, that's your opposition. Where if he wasn't there, he reads the play and intercept marks so well as 
that if Gov wasn't there, they would then free him up to take that role. And I agree 100%. His intercept marking and reading of the play is amazing. I'm briefly going to talk about a couple of defenders, or one defender from Fremantle, Brennan Cox. Hmm. Now, he, that was one of the best games I've seen that guy play. And they played him down there last year. Yeah, he, and, he had a good season And it's Jared Healy's love child. And he was trying to get him to move to other clubs. Frio, don't worry about uh, moving him up forward. Leave him down back because he's hmm. another backman for you. But that's enough about Frio. Uh, Liam, Hughes, sorry, Hughes backman. Yeah. See, well, their back is very strong. Yeah, yeah they're, they're very, they've got a yeah. very good back. It's yeah. their forward line. Luke, yeah, their forward line. Luke, Luke, Luke Ryan wouldn't play, so... Yeah, Luke, they're they're going to be hard to beat. Hamling's going to find it hard to get in there. they got Wilson oh, as a runner. No, I don't... If you look uh, on, you've got Logue... Pierce, you can't have them all down there. I think, and it's ridiculous because I believe he was, his first round, I think he was the number seven pick, and he hasn't come along, but Logue, I think he's actually the one that will miss out. I think they got Pierce and Hamlin over him. Quickly, before we go on to some other stuff, uh, Liam Ryan, oh, he's just electrifying. Oh, mm. He hates pre-season, which everyone knows, and his teammates are very vocal about, but when the footage and the real stuff starts, oh. he just... Exactly how he left the season off, running around people, dummying and just setting them up. But he looks very fit. So he's obviously, it's amazing he's, he's how he does work. that. Some people are like that, though, don't they? Like, oh, yeah. He's done the work. There's no question. All right, well, we're going to go forward and go to round one because we play Gold Coast at Optus Stadium on 21st of March at 3 p.m. Um, only 45,000 people can get tickets. Um the last week, Eagles were giving out the members all their tickets. Today, if you went to have a look at your tickets, they're all gone. Hmm. Um, and they're saying we've got big volumes. I think one of our mates that might uh, come on the show during the year, Rob, he said, you've got big volumes of traffic because you're not telling the members what they need to know. No. Everyone's in the dark. So, again, we're not attacking the Eagles again, but let the members know what the hell's going on. Um, you know, you just don't wipe them. We know you're going to have to work out. It's going to be a nightmare how to work it out. Which 10,000 miss out, I don't know. Mm. But, um, you know, why is there 45,000 and not 55,000 missing McGowan? Um, I don't see the big difference, but it's another story. Who is going to line up or who better steal out of that game? Who ain't going to be playing in round one? Well, obviously Langdon. Mm, no. That's the yeah. cheap answer. Well, all right, we'll we, 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 we it and play. Round one. Riverton will definitely oh, play. You reckon? Yep. yep. Well, I'm on the outer. I reckon he won't. No, no 100% he he'll play. Um, so, who's going to miss out then? Cole or Rotham? Well, I, I think, think it Rotham. might be Nelson and Rotham fighting for that same spot. Cole's... Cole's in. Nelson and Rotham, they kind of like to get off a bit, where Cole's more defensive. All right. My friends are they're different kind of plays, even though they're yeah. in the same role. Uh, the small so, forward role, who's going to take it? I think it's probably Petrocelli, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. At the moment. Because and you Langdon's... might differ on his game a bit, because on the ground you said you could see him off the ball not doing yeah, much. Yeah, I just... I found he... The little things I wanted him to improve on, I found in that... He didn't set the world on fire, but he improved. He got a little bit more of the ball, used his pace. He had four intercepts, so he was willing himself to contest and did the hard ball. There was one thing in... Um, this is where you say you don't like stats, because he wouldn't get a stat for this. Yeah. But it was two against one against him, and he just kept the ball going forward, and it went from the... Defensive 50 all the way to the wing just because he had a bit of pace and he didn't give up and he got the ball. He wouldn't really get a stat for that because he never took possession. But he did that and 
The one thing with him is he never knows what to do. He's always in two minds. He'll Does blaze he, away. Uh, and he set up a Darling goal, which was a great kick to Darling. And he did this exact same thing to Ryan, but I think it could have been the one Ryan actually missed on goal. So he didn't just run and blaze away. He looked for pass. And there are things that he needed to improve on. And watching that game, 10 disposals a goal. He had four, goal involved, uh, four score involvements. He had uh, four intercepts. So just slight improvement on the little things I think he needed to improve on and that's why I reckon he's got that small role but I, reckon he's got I reckon he's got it because Langdon's injured um, Wind is probably not ready for it uh, Cameron's out um, and I can't remember the other one obviously Rioli Rioli um, look I was a bit critical just because off the ball I just don't think he he demands a football when he's off the ball he was in space a few times and the ball's on the upside, and he was in space, and all he had to do was just, he was just standing there, and I'm like, man, just run with them. They're going to see, you're, if you're flat-footed, they're not going to kick to you. You had no no one within 30 metres any in a circle of him. He was standing still. You, you run towards the goals, they're going to see you run, they're going to kick it to you, and he would burn it. Mm. And what I was saying with Dan off um, air was um, Fredericks from Fremantle, very similar player. The only difference was he was putting himself in those gaps, and but he never stopped running. Mm. He was just running, and that's what that, I was looking, and that's what caught my eye, and that's why I went, what, what's Petrocelli? Otherwise, I wouldn't even have noticed Petrocelli. Mm. And then I went, oh. And then, like you said, he did that great thing. He used his pace. If he uses his attributes right and does the things, little things off field, he's going to be a great player. I feel mm. like I'm talking up Freo too much now, but I, you can't. I don't feel you can really count Fed, Frederick and Petrosak because I think Frederick was going to be a star, and I don't know. I'm, it's not a hard name, so I don't know. I'm the same because they're pace. Uh, yeah, I know they're you know quick I mean? players, but I mean, Cyril Rioli was a quick player, so mm, you yeah. can't compare Cyril Rioli to him. I was just saying, just on that day, he, he found the openings and got two goals. Petrosak got a goal, and he had a hand in three others, like you said. Mm. But I just thought the off field stuff he just needs to improve. Um, you don't know, you don't want they're telling him to do either. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. The mastering or the brain. It could be filling a hole. I don't know. We want you to take a man over there. And it could be filling it. And stay there because we want to keep this side open for Liam and Jack and everyone else leading into it. Then if it does flick over to you, you've got the speed. uh, You just just said Jack Jack Darling. Hmm. Now, Josh Kennedy's not playing. Jack, you're the number one forward. You're bigger than any bastard out there. You're a massive unit. Stop trying to handball it off. Go back and get some confidence and go for the freaking goals, mate. That's what you're there for. Stop being... You're not a Tom Hawkins. He he gave off a handball. Hardly went to Jones. Jones, lucky, no pressure, ran in the goals. He did it about three or four times. He was trying to palm off. Just, you take the grab, go back and have a kick. Mm. And you've got to have some confidence. And you've got to impose, you're a big unit. You've got to impose yourself. And I don't know what it is, but for some reason, it's like he, he must be thinking... And it's, it's easy for me to say I'm sitting in a chair... But it's like he's marked it before he's got the ball, and then he fumbles it. And it's like, get a, a balloon at home and get somebody to throw it to you so you can grab it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's little things. You're, when Kennedy's out, you're the main man, so you got to impose yourself. And I reckon it was Ryan that imposed himself on everyone. He was just brilliant. But um, Star. that's enough of the footy, because hmm. next week coming up, Optus, we should win that. It should be a winnable game, but... We said it was a winnable game last year and we lost it by 40 points. Mm. So we can't disrespect um, Gold Coast. After that, we've got six hard games. Bulldogs, 
Port Adelaide, St Kilda, Collingwood and Geelong. Very hard. So that's our starter. Yeah, after that, I think we got a pretty good draw. And I think champion data has us as the fourth easiest draw, but the mm. first six games ain't easy. We won't beat Geelong in Geelong because we don't know how to win there. I don't know. With this new game, this, this is where this new style of game, it's... Mm. No. It's the first six weeks is where teams are going to be working out what they're going to do. Bulldogs, we've got a good record against them at Marvel. Yeah. Again, they're playing good. They're playing good footy. Port Adelaide, they beat us here last year, so who knows? You know, and they'll be up there again. St Kilda at in Marvel again. You don't. You just don't know how you're going to get because the first half of the season, the first ten games is when really sorts out who's yeah. going to be playing well and who's not. Well, last year our start cost us a top four mm. spot. Well, what, what's and, um, the past smart first six games? Three and three, you reckon? Oh, you'd have to be... I'd say four and two. Four and two, that's, that's what to I... To me, if like. it's not four and two, it's then... Three and three is how we started last year. Yeah. And... Well, we don't want to be in that position again. Yeah, it in a dodgy situation and yeah. become the pointy end of the year. All right, boys, this is quick fire answers to these questions. Someone might give you a little bit longer. Will the new Mark rule last more than one season? Yes. Until yeah, they love it. Um, but, you know, they wanted to do it because it's more scoring. I've got a great idea. The man on the mark has to sit on the ground. Just think about it. It's <laughs> yeah. more scoring. Like. But here's a stat for you. I do listen to stats. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. So since the start, they brought it in the pre-season. They've had 3,500 decisions and only eight 50-metre penalties. And that's why they will keep it in. Well, yeah. I'm telling you right now, there should have been six at the Eagles and Dockers game. Mm-hmm. If they're doing the umpiring's doing what they're supposed to do, yeah. there should have been six 50-metre penalties because people were moving off the mark before he said play on. Was it five one? Could you see that the ground? Five man, the one mark, and he was jumping up and down sideways. Oh, you're allowed to, no, you're allowed to jump no, up. Like, yeah. Sideways, right. like he was I not think you're allowed to jump up either. Yeah. No, you're allowed to jump up. Yeah. I, don't, it, I think it's like um, the rushing behind rule. They're so nervous about it yeah. that they're planting themselves and not moving. Because right, the first quick, game I saw, the guy jumped, and that's when he went bang, 50 right. straight away. Quick, quick fire answers, boys. Do you like the less rotations of 75? No. Hate it. The games no. are fizzling out. Yeah. Last year we had such shorter quarters. Mm. Now they're longer quarters, and you've the fatigue. limited rotations. Yeah. Yeah. So that next, second part of that question, should it go lower in 2020? Do you use, use a no? No. All right. I, I reckon get rid of the mark rule and take it down to 50. Then we'll have a the game. Games are fizzling, fizzling out. All right. Do you like the new kick-in rule where they have 15 metres instead of 10 from no. the goal square? I didn't even notice it. To no, I didn't but I played fullback all my life. I mean, I would, I would love the play on rule where you can just yeah. run out and kick 10 metres. Yeah. But, but it, what is it? What's the? It's a 20 metre square, is it? 10 metre square. 10 metre square. Then you've got another 10. That's 20 metres. It's 25 metre arc, and you're like that in that arc. And so you, you're virtually, you can kick. If you're Shannon Hearn, you could kick between centre and centre half forward. Well, the one thing that the one thing the Eagles did, they let the player be deep in the pocket, and they went that Fremantle kicked it to him every time, and Eagles let him do it every time. So I think teams are going to work out little things like that. What area needs to be addressed for the Eagles to win the flag? The flag in 2021. You have one minute each. For me, it's midfield consistency. The, um, I don't think we were consistent in the midfield all year last year. I think it was Gaff was a standout, and after that, it sort of everyone else was in and out. We had, and you look at the top teams. You look at Richmond; they have Dusty, um, Edwards, 
Um, and um, what's his name? Cochin. Captain Cochin. Very consistent all year. All right, that's the difference. We got Nick winning the ruck. We got to get more consistent and out of that middle. That's where we. That's where you win the games. Yeah, I agree on that one. What about Phil you? Phil mine's a little bit of a cop out, and it, it leans a little bit towards Wayne. So, mine's just injuries. If we don't have the injuries, and then you're going to get the consistency because you have the same players always in the midfield. I watched the Saints game from last year, and I still rate that as one of our greatest wins. And we had half that team out. There was no one in there. We didn't have one player that got a sense of clearance, no, a clearance at all in the 2008 grand final. And it's only like a season and a half difference, you know what I mean? And to me, that's it. If we can have a healthy list, I, I think our best 22 is up there with the best in the entire comp. And as I said, it's a bit of a cop-out because it's, you know, it's out of your control. But I honestly believe that. If we get a few injuries, we lose the consistency, I think we might be pushed a bit because we haven't had all these top 10 draft picks for a few years playing finals, what, six years in a row? Yep. All right. Is anything less than the grand final disappointment this season? For me personally, yes, but I think the, always the pass mark if you're a good psychopath is a prelim to me. But yeah, I'm um, saying so I think personally, I, yeah, I believe if we finish top four, we'll be doing well because yeah. I don't believe we're in the big premiership window. Everyone thinks we're in. No, I, I agree totally. I reckon we're going to. I think there's going to be a few teams mm. pushing for that top four. It's going to be pretty similar to last year anyway. Where will we finish at the end of the home and away season, boys? Oh, I am confident top four. I'm thinking top six. Top six? I'll go top six as well. I want to be in the top four. But if we get to 4-2 on the start, definitely top four. Yeah, well, that's... All right. Uh, It all comes on that. So, who will be the Eagles' rising star in 2021? I'm hoping O'Neill gets a a lot of game time here. Yeah, I'm saying with Dan. I'm I'm going to go with my love child. I reckon he's going to get a few games. I think he's going to be the rising star of our club, the rising star for the AFL. That's that's done, busted already. Yeah, he needs to play one good game. I tell you what, I flip flopped a bit there, and I said if True gets a lot of games, he could be top three in the whole competition. The rising star. And then it's like O'Neill, but I've loved him for a few years now. No, but there's only one bloke that's going to win the rising star this year. Oh yeah, we know that. Love child from the Gold Coast. All right, quickly, we're going to get this going. Uh, which players won't be at the club in 2022? Oh, gee, that's a tough one. We've only just started. Old oh. Cup fringes, Archie, uh, Hutchins will go. As long as bodies hold up, Kerm will go again, JK will go again. Yeah. I, right. um, um, I reckon I reckon JK's gone, Hutchings is gone, Archie's gone off the top. Yeah. I reckon Hearn will do another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon Archie and Hutchings are certain he's gone. Yeah. If the Eagles don't make the grand final, who, which two teams are is going to be? Richmond and Geelong, sadly. I reckon Geelong, if they don't get there, they've wasted it. Yeah, I'm so old. I can raffle the rest. Port, us, Brisbane. I'm I'm saying Geelong and Brisbane. Right, Brownlow. Matty Rao. Mm. (laughs) No, no. I said Christian Petrucca on this uh, um, podcast over days. I'll I'll stick with him. I reckon Fife couldn't go three. Oh, I hope not. I'm going to go Dusty. All right. Because everyone loves it. Coleman Medal. I'm going Hawkins. This year, I don't, I've got no clue this year. I think Cameron I'm will still goals from him. Yeah, I think Cameron might still goals for him. Like Rewalt and Lynch, their outputs dropped a little bit. I, I reckon Hawkins will give more off. He gave off 30 last year. Mm. I'm going JK, but that's just me. Probably I'd love to be. Anything, yeah. And Wooden Spoon, guys? Oh, Ruse. I think Ruse. they're deplorable right now. It's Ruse or Adelaide. I'd say the Ruse. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch on to Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, I think they're... The, right, the only reason I picked the Ruse is they don't have a, any senior players so much to lead them. 
where Crows at least have a lot of senior yeah. players. Uh, yeah, the Crows list, uh, when you look at it, they they got some good players there, so they shouldn't shouldn't be where they are. But, you know, they had a lot of 24 to 28-year-olds leave. Um, we're going to wrap it up now, boys. Uh We'll talk about the AFLW season next time. They had a one-point win. That was the first win for the year, so that basically says it all. Amazon's got their Making the Mark, which starts this Friday, so if anyone wants to send me their password and that so I can watch it. And watch very carefully. I don't know if you remember last year when we we hubbed, I said in the first four games, I said Simo was absolutely pissed. And he he was. It's come up here now and... I was, I was spot on with my info. Yep. He absolutely give him an absolute baking. Right. So. Well, look, guys, we'll probably come back the week of round one um, and we'll do a recap on our first game. There's no point in previewing it, so we'll come back in that, that week of. Um, get on to Eagle Nation on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can download the shows from there or you can jump on any podcast platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and a hundred others and download the um show from there and pass it on to your friends that have never listened to it thanks for joining us again boys no worries and uh, let's hope the Eagles have a win in round one let's go the footy is back and so is Willie Yeah.